how many boundaries have we set up from a heart of unforgiveness? Welcome to this week's Mature Monday. I'm excited to chat with you and spend the week looking at boundaries in general. Um, This being Holy Week and what... Holy Week represents, you know, we we celebrate the life, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for Resurrection Sunday. And one of the things that God has placed on my heart to share this week um, from Well Valley as a contribution to assist in Holy Week and move forward and just to give you an encouragement um, based on you know, sometimes the things that we're holding on to, um, there's, there's bitterness and there's unforgiveness that we're blinded to because we're so blinded from the hurt, the betrayal, the, all of those things. And, uh, let's get free from that. Let's, let's release that. Let's get our joy back. Amen. And so today's mature Monday, we're going to be talking about boundaries and peace and, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to, you know, pull out your Bible, pen, paper, and look at the scriptures and chew on the scriptures. And so we're going to be looking at um, John 3 verses 1 through 21. And yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, Let's get started. Jesus, family, daily life coaching equals diaper changes, spaghetti in the hair, mom life moments, cold coffee, tea, and a whole lot of giggles. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down, let's be friends. Hi, my name is Angelica Stanley, and I help mamas unleash their God-given purpose, overcome mindset roadblocks, set effective goals, create the ultimate business and family roadmap aka strategies from heaven by providing daily life coaching that will help you mama live your dream of serving your family and your calling while creating streams of income by writing your story speaking from your story and launching the business to coach others from the outcome of your overcome that's right so if this is for you welcome to the 10 a.m connection Alrighty, awaken leaders so Boundaries and peace. I am real time recording this uh, in my backyard. Birds are chirping. I have a sweater on. It's a little chilly, but it's nice. It's um, refreshing. Amen. I'm so grateful. Um, Just a little personal note. um, I'm just so blessed and so grateful. We celebrated my son's, my oldest son's fifth birthday. So I officially have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. To God be the glory. Um, this stay at home mom life is beautiful. I, um, there were some bumpy roads, you know, (laughs) and some things and challenges and a lot of growth. Mostly that's what I'm grateful for is the growth. And so if you're just tuning into this podcast, um, welcome. Okay. Welcome. Stay at home mom life is, um, you know, they didn't, they didn't create, they, they're in a college course for it. Okay. There is not enough education in the world, but 
the education and the leading of the Holy Ghost, okay? You need the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so if you're a mom struggling and you're like, what is this? Get you a prayer life and the Holy Ghost, okay? Just pray, just Jesus, 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 okay? And <laughs> so um, talking about this week um, and moving into, you know, boundaries and peace, when boundaries become a defense mechanism, it's 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 a difficult concept to really break apart because sometimes we can be blinded. A defense mechanism isn't necessarily a positive or negative. Well, I say that because there's two sides to every coin, right? So um, a defense mechanism can be a healthy thing when it's to protect you, right? So, and if you're walking down the street and you have your keys in your hand and, uh, you know, you feel danger, you know, you use the keys as a weapon, right? So it's a defense mechanism. But what about when the defense mechanisms are not healthy based on, you know, somebody hurt you, somebody did something, or you have an offense towards somebody or something, something like that. And so you place a boundary there, um, to stop you from moving forward or engaging with this person because they're toxic, right? Because they're unhealthy. Them, 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 them. It's always them, right? But what about the concept of being the peace through the storm. What if we're setting up boundaries that God is actually wanting us to be the peace in the storm, that God is actually wanting us to go through that, okay? God is wanting us to go through the things. I always think of Jesus, and thank you, Holy Spirit, for dropping this, and I just had the, you know, he just showed me the Samaritan woman, and I just heard, like, you know, praise God that Jesus didn't have boundaries based on going through Samaria or sitting at the well with the Samaritan woman, you know, that his boundaries weren't so big that, you know, and so rigid, he would have never had, he would have never went to the well. And how many of us are so grateful for Jesus meeting the Samaritan woman at the well? Well, what about Mary Magdalene, right? And so, I, I think of boundaries in that concept. Now I'm a firm believer in healthy boundaries, but I also think it's boundaries that when you're walking with the Holy Spirit, God will lead you to what boundaries need to be set. And sometimes, you know, there's things where everyone would tell me, no, 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 don't be with that person. Don't hang out with that person. Don't, don't do this. Like the world would completely say, right. Others in the and around me would say, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's crazy. What are you doing? But God was saying, peace I give you, the peace I leave with you, I do not give as the world gives. What if the blessing is on the other side, right? So the peace of God is pretty, for me personally in my journey, is trusting that no matter what, you dwell under the shadow of the Almighty, that if God be for you, who could be against you? So to carry that mindset, the armor of God, the, the fixing your mind on things above through everything. 
that's a hard thing, especially when it comes to trauma, emotional hurts, pains, all of that. So in John 3, 16, it says that, that God so loved, and I, I want to put your name here. Okay. So that God so loved you. Okay. Put your name here. I'm going to say Angelica that he gave his only begotten son. That scripture speaks to me in so many levels because it's one thing to read it, but when you can put your name in that and remind yourself the person that hurt you for God so loved and the person who hurt you that he gave his only begotten son. I think sometimes our boundaries are set in pride. Let's just be real. Our boundaries are set in pride. How dare them hurt us? How dare this happen? You know, and of course, take this in context, right? Okay, let's let's look at the context of how this is. We're talking specifically about, you know, boundaries that hinder us from walking in the peace of God, right? Walking in the will of God. And so John 3, 1 through 21, I'm going to read from the NIV version. I originally read from um, the New King James, but um, just for podcast purposes, I'm going to read from the NIV. Uh, Jesus teaches Nicodemus is the, uh, the title of this chapter. And it says now, verse one, now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Verse three, Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Verse four, how can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus said, asked, surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Verse five, Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Verse six, Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. Verse 7. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. Verse 8. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. Verse 9, how can this be? Nicodemus asked. Verse 10, you are Israel's teacher, Jesus said. Excuse me, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? Verse 11, very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify, testify of what we have seen. But still you people do not accept our testimony. Verse 12, I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the son of man. Verse 14, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, 
so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in him believes may have eternal life in him. Verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Verse 18, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of, of God's one and only Son. Verse 19, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Verse 20, everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. Verse 21, whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that this reading of the word, the words that Jesus spoke, the red letter, Lord God, that we take hold onto those and we meditate on those for this week, Lord God, for Mature Monday. And that, Lord, you search us for the things that we're holding on to that are earthly and that are not heavenly, Father God. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord God, thank you. <laughs> So moving forward, wow, um, just God is so good. Moving forward, I want to look at verse 19. Um, and this is the condemnation that the light has come. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Wow. Wow. I want to look at condemnation, okay? Because this verse stuck, stood out to me the most when I was reading. And looking at the word condemn, in Romans uh, 8.34, Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Uh, Romans, let me go, pulling it up, pulling it up. Romans 8. Verse 34, praise God. The, this one, I was led to the concordance in the back, right? And I was like, okay, Lord, there's, you know, condemnation. There's all of these different forms of the word condemn. And uh, I was led to just focus on condemn. And that specific scripture took me to Romans 8.34. And it says... Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read Romans 8 verses 27 through 29 um, 
I'm just led to go backwards a little bit. But looking at 27, Romans 8, verse 27 through 29. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Verse 29. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Lord, thank you for not canceling me or setting such a harsh boundary that I couldn't learn, grow, or see where I need to repent. To be conformed to the image of your son. Lord, thank you, Jesus. This right here, and I'm saying this in my God is because, oh my God, God, you're so good, is because I can look back on my life and see how many times I set boundaries based on my emotions and not based on what would Jesus do, right? We are to be Christ-like. And, and I know we fall short every day, right? It's not saying that, you know, oh, you know, you shouldn't have made that boundary or you shouldn't have done this. And no, no, no. It's not, it's not to say what you should or shouldn't have done. My heart is, just as Jesus opened my eyes to some boundaries that I had set, they were based on emotion. They weren't based on, you know, the will of God. And at that time, they did seem like the will of God. And I do believe that they were in that moment, but time is fleeting. And in that moment, I believe God may have given you that opportunity to have that time and that space to set that boundary. Let's just be real. I needed to get myself emotionally together. Okay. Like I needed, I was angry. I was upset. I was bitter. I was all of that. And I needed that boundary, not because of them. It was mostly because I could not be Jesus. Okay. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to the cross. I'm not none of that. Right. I God, Jesus knows I need Jesus every day. Okay. I repent every day, Lord. Okay. Sometimes it's like, I'll feel a heaviness or I'm like, what is this? And it's like, I need to repent. And I don't even realize what I, what I did until it's like, I feel that. Do you see what I'm saying? And so I want to encourage you that in this season, in this week of boundaries of looking at it and Holy week, let's be more like Jesus. Let's ask God, like, let's be bold with it and say, okay, God, what boundaries, what ugly, bitter broken, busted boundaries that I create as a defense mechanism, you know, praise God that he didn't have boundaries with Nicodemus, right? Like Nicodemus showed up 
like hiding because he's like, if they see me over here talking to this man, but I'm led over here to talk to him because I mean, this guy is performing signs, miracles and wonders. I've never seen this. And I am a first, like I, you know, like <laughs> I need to know this, right? Praise God for Jesus having that conversation with Nicodemus. Praise God for breaking boundaries. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When you're bold, sometimes you go into territories where you're going to break boundaries. But if we can't even break the boundaries off of ourselves emotionally, how can we expect to live a life, an abundant life? What if those boundaries are coming to kill, still and destroy the relationship, the friendship to sabotage, you know, to sabotage the healing that that person, what if that person is called to stand a certain way so that you could face the thing that you think that you can't conquer? What if that person is called to be a certain way because it's part of your training, right? What if that person really... Like, if I look at Jesus and Nicodemus, Nicodemus went and whether he understood or he didn't, or it was struggled or it was confusing or however, and he, but he wanted to know, right? He didn't just leave. He asked questions. He didn't send up, set a boundary. It's one thing to say, you know, Jesus, right? Didn't send a boundary because Jesus is, you know, God in the flesh, Right. So he naturally just has this, I mean, humility and love and compassion that I'll never probably ever understand in my life, you know what I mean? Or be able to convey. But Nicodemus heard what he said. And even though it was confusing or not even confusing, just because, you know, confusion, God is not an author of confusion, but it was something that was penetrating the scales, right? It was to, to get, to get him there. Right. I think a lot of times it's like, Oh, well, if I don't understand it, that must be that that's not God. Right. Because I understand everything. Right. Cause if we're in the spirit, we understand. So do you see where the spirit of pride can come in and set boundaries that are based off of emotional what we could say is intelligence, but it's not. It's emotional weakness. And the enemy likes to play in our emotions. So looking at this, and I know this is a, a longer episode, but reading Romans 8 verses 30 through 39, and those he predestined, he also called those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. 31 says, when, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will we not also along with him graciously give us all things? How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Verse 33, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? You don't know 
how God has chosen that person that you set a boundary against. That person doesn't know how God has chosen you. Right? It's, it's back and forth. It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 38. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present or the future nor any powers. Verse 39. Neither height nor depth nor anything else and all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hallelujah. Wow, my God. Thank you, Jesus. How are we setting un-Christ-like boundaries with our brothers and sisters in Christ? How are we setting un-Christ-like boundaries with our brothers and sisters in Christ? I believe, you believe, but because a spirit of offense or a lack of communication, like iron sharpens iron, right? Um, In my past, I was emotionally unstable, okay? I'm going to be honest with you that I cut ties with so many people because they, and I put quote, like I just quoted like they, right? They, 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 it's always them. It's never me. It's, there was a lack of accountability. It was always them, 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 right? They were the problem. Everyone was the problem but me, right? But then it's kind of like, well, if everyone's the problem, and you're the one there, I had a sister of mine say, well, what's the common denominator, right? If you're always having problems with a sister or a sister-in-law or a brother or a family member, and I understand like there's things that maybe we're just not there to, to deal with that then, right? Like I get that, like God, God's grace is sufficient where we need to emotionally mature, but we also have to remember that God is a God of unity, and if you're a believer and I'm a believer, it is our duty in Christ to make sure that what my responsibility for me personally is to make sure that there is that no devil in hell is coming in between a brother and a sister in Christ. Now, if God has pulled you from somewhere to go in a different lane, to go on a different adventure, praise God. If we look at like Paul right? And Peter, okay? Both lovers and believers of Christ, in Christ, 
both had different experiences and encounters. Peter walked with Jesus and denied him. Paul crucified Christians and Jesus was like, why are you kicking against the goads? Like you're predestined to speak to the Gentiles. Do you see what I'm saying? Everything serves a purpose. So praise God that even though they had their differences and they had these things, praise God that they were able to have healthy boundaries, right? They were able to complete the works that God, that Jesus intended for them to complete. I personally cut people out of my life and justified my behavior based on how I felt. I didn't know God or have the relationship I have now. And that's, that's, that's just the way it is. Okay. That's, that's fact. That's, that's my past, my story. Lord, Father God, your word asked us question, asked us the question in Romans 8.34, who is he who condemns? Lord, forgive me for condemning your children. That's not my job. For setting boundaries based on my thoughts when my thoughts were not above. Lord, I understand that setting healthy boundaries are to help us mature, to handle that which we set a boundary for. Your word said we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, that nothing can separate us from your love. Lord God, show me where I have made fleshy emotional boundaries that condemned your child so that I may repent mature spiritually and emotionally and finally start having healthy relationships in Jesus name yes Lord stay tuned to this message Alrighty, Awakened Leader, I believe that everything you go through is to help us die to our flesh and become more Christ-like in every situation, right? To be more and more like Jesus. God says that he is coming for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. So I want you to think, what do you do to a spot, right? Spot on the carpet, spot on your shirt, What do you do to a wrinkle? So there's a lot of rubbing, scrubbing, soap, um, an iron, hot, right? What if unhealthy boundaries are stopping your washing and ironing? I heard um, a mentor of mine, I listen to her off and on as I'm led, um, Latoya Okia. She said, if you're the smartest one around you in your circle, who's sharpening you? Iron sharpens iron. So if you pull away from leadership that 
will grow you so that where you are called to serve in, you're held accountable, but you pull away from those things, boundaries, because you don't like what was said. There's going to be times where, you know, mentors of mine, leaders, women of God, men of God have said things to me and I didn't like them at the time because it hurt, but it pricked a sore spot in my heart that God was, that it was hardened and, and God wanted to show that there was flesh that needed to, to be healed so that we wouldn't have a hardened heart. We wouldn't have bitterness, right? So it's a, a blessing. I would, I thank God for the people in my life that things have happened and I know they're believers. I believe that they know Jesus, but I thank God for them and the things that we've gone through that it be from them, right? Than someone who does not know Jesus, right? Because I can look at it and view it in forgiveness and the perspective of, well, God is using us to sharpen each other because what we face, like, it's training, right? It's like kids in the playground, like what happens in the sandbox happens when you're an adult. Well, what happens when God calls you out of the sandbox and he calls you in to walk on waters? You think these devils are going to care about your emotions? You think these devils are going to care that, oh, well, this happened to me when I was a child. They're not. And everything is going to work out for your good and for the glory of God. But we have to go through things. I pray this encourages you to ask God for your next steps. In family and business, things can be so hard, okay? Foundationally speaking, what if your boundaries are stopping your oil? That oil to go from the sandbox out onto waters. Amen? This, That just came to me, so praise God. I say that because if you're struggling with getting it together or doing any of that type of stuff... And you just want the clarity and you just want the opportunity to really dive deep in a safe place where iron can sharpen iron, where there's accountability, there's your authentic self is able to show and grow in the maturing of Christ, the way Jesus, Holy Spirit led is leading you to so that you can steward the abundance. I want to invite you to join us in daily life workshops. This is where we take foundational principles, biblical principles, we implement them in our daily life for family and business. And this particular week, we're looking at a business plan. And so I think a lot of times looking at a business plan, it's a form of healthy boundaries that, okay, God, you gave me this vision, you gave me this, and we're able to see what we understand and what we know. And then we're also able to see where we need to grow. Um, I didn't know how to create a website. I didn't know how to, you know, do colors and do all these things and design. And because I surrendered and saw what I knew how to do, I became the best that I could in what I knew how to do. And it opened where it was or operations and, you know, um, administrative type work is kind of like my lane. But the design stuff, I was afraid of that. I surrendered it to God and now I love it. Like, because it's a blessing from God. Like, I see God's work. I see his hand in 
and opening gifts and talents and all of that. And I want that for you. Okay. So if you're interested, click the link in the description, join us for daily life workshops. You can learn a little bit more. It's $5 a week. Um, I basically, so as you grow, okay, you can do $5 a week or you can do a monthly membership. When you purchase a monthly membership to work with me, um, you get not only the group weekly perspective, but you also get a one-on-one call with me where we set a goal for the month. We set a healthy goal so that you can face those roadblocks. You can face those unhealthy boundaries so that you can do family and business while working from a place of peace and not chaos. I pray this blessed you. God bless you. And until the next time on the 10 a.m. Connection.